everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the founder and CEO at the Health Data Analytics Institute, Naseeb Shamoon. How are you today? Great. How are you? I'm excited to have you. We're both in all black. Nice. Navy, we, but close enough. Oh, is it? Is it Navy? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I might be colorblind then. Um, no, it, it's uh, <laughs> either that or I don't have my glasses on too. Do I get, do I get uh, points for that at least? Absolutely. Uh, perfect. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here today. We, we keep these short and sweet, so let's dive right into it. Tell us about your background. Uh, I'm a healthcare entrepreneur. I'm a Lebanese immigrant, came to Boston about uh, 40 years ago. Uh, did my schooling at Northeastern University, did my graduate school at BU uh, and the Harvard School of Public Health and dropped out to start my first medical device company, uh, which I ran for about uh, 23 years, both as a private and public company. Uh, been doing um, AI and machine learning and analytics in healthcare since. And uh, about five years ago, I started the Health Data Analytics Institute, took a short stint running a quantitative hedge fund. But I love healthcare a lot better. And you were utilizing AI, I'll say, before it was cool? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, um, uh, I've been doing it literally since computers were introduced and uh, used to analyze healthcare data. And uh, it's been a blast since. And it keeps getting better. Yeah, now everyone's you know, great uncle knows uh, or, or has heard of AI. Everybody's right? talking but- about it today. Um, yeah, it's and and I guess a big part of that on the consumer end, right, is you know kudos to what OpenAI has done with uh, ChatGPT in terms of getting it out to the the mass population and understanding the advantages that it can bring us all, right? So, um, but really cool that that's where you started out. That's where you've kind of continued. Give a give our audience for those who haven't heard of the Health Data Analytics Institute. Give us an overview of of what you're working on today, and you know what really excites you about the company. Sure, um, you know what HAI is all about is trying to understand how we take all the data that's out there and make it work for the clinicians in healthcare. Uh, a lot of work has gone into collecting the data, um, warehousing the data. Uh, not unlike what OpenAI has done with what's on the web. There's tons of data out there. How do you organize it? How do you curate it? How do you make this information work for those who need it when they need it during the care of their patients? So we view uh, HDAI as an enabling platform and technology uh, that allows uh, clinicians across the continuum of care to access the information they need in a format that's easy to digest, that's very efficient, that gets them to focus on the patients who need more of their attention. So we're not trying to solve a clinical problem. I think it's more operational. Um, You have too many patients, too much data, too little time. How do you get to what you need to do to do your job as a clinician, whether you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a care coordinator, or even an administrator trying to understand uh, what's going on within your organization. So we bring all those pieces together and we help organizations first understand what's working and what's not working for them by using the AI to um, analyze uh, all the dimensions of cost outcomes and utilization. And then we use those same models and help them deploy them through our technology platform uh, at the point of care so they can start to move the needle and change how they do things. 
That's the big picture. Where do you see like AI's role continuing to evolve, you know, in your particular uh, business, but also healthcare more broadly? I think um, it will be an evolution. And today I'd say the most uh, critical and pressing role is how to operationalize the data we have um, and uh, make it deliver the kind of information that helps clinicians uh, target the patients that need their attention, uh, helps uh, administrators understand uh, where um, you know, the information can help them optimize uh, their efficiency and uh, help patients uh, understand uh, the risks uh, they're at and the kind of care uh, they should seek. Ultimately, uh, there is a transition of AI doing more, uh, but um, there is so much uh, to do right now that hasn't been done. If you look at healthcare, we're way behind any industry of bringing this kind of capability to the day-to-day uh, uh, care management of patients and how we can make um, our, uh, uh, you know, uh, their lives better and how we can make their outcomes better through uh, this technology. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things continue to progress. I think, I think actually when you, we talked about ChatGPT earlier, I think the typical consumer like getting more interested and learning more about AI's capabilities too will almost push healthcare to have to move maybe a little faster and innovate more than they have in the past because now the the general public who wasn't always privy to like the you know the the cool new technologies uh, they're excited they've been messing around with it right so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they maybe push for um, you know, companies like yourself to continue uh, pushing the needle forward in healthcare. When uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, when it comes to like accountable care organizations, right? When they're using their analytics uh, to try to improve, you know, both clinical and, and financial fronts, um, what are what are some of the best, uh, you know, best ways for them to do that that you're seeing? What are some suggestions? Like, how should they be using analytics? Um, and you can talk about AI, uh, you know, again, if, if needed, but i um, really curious. That was one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you uh, on the show. Today. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think for accountable care organizations today, uh, a lot of the analytics they do uh, are what I describe top down analytics. You take a group of patients, you say so many of them went into the emergency room or had an unplanned admission or, um, you know, um, had a complication of some sort or went into a skilled nursing facility. And to manage this population, they tend to break them into, uh, they have the following uh, chronic condition or two chronic conditions. And uh, this is what I call um, segmentation through utilization. Kind of you look at the past, you see what went on with patients, you put them in these big buckets and, and, and you start to focus on them. The problem with that is uh, these segments are intertwined. There are too many of them. Uh, the intersections are complicated. And before you know it, you either create big buckets that consume a lot of resources where a few patients in a bucket may need your attention or very small buckets that focus you on very high-risk patients, but you miss a lot of other people. Where AI and machine learning come into play 
is how do we take the full universe of patients and look forward at who's likely to experience an adverse event, who's likely to require uh, a certain procedure or a visit with the doctor. And what uh, these models do is they look at all the pieces that happened in the past and the likelihood of something happening in the future, and therefore guiding a better targeting and focus uh, on the areas you're trying to address without having to manually say, if this and that, and you know, trying to uh, cut through data uh, in a way that's highly inefficient. In the past, it worked better than just trying to figure it out without any tools. Uh, today, uh, this has been advanced dramatically through these types of AI and machine learning algorithms uh, to make it much more focused, much more targeted, uh, and to allow you to really manage your full population. I call it the, <clears throat> the machine behind the scenes that's going through the records of your patients all the time and understanding what happened to them and what new conditions have emerged, and more importantly, what's likely to emerge into the future and putting it in front of the clinicians in a way that allows them to apply their skills and their expertise to manage those patients uh, more effectively. So the goal is not to play doctor. The goal is to make the clinicians, uh, the nurses, a lot more efficient and targeted in what they do because resources are limited. Patients are getting older, they're sicker and require more attention. Well, how do you distribute that in a world today, I was at a meeting yesterday where one of the major medical centers uh, board that I uh, serve on, and they said that nursing costs in Boston went from uh, $200 million in uh, kind of visiting nurses costs to $1.5 billion last year. How do you kind of deal with that and still deliver the care that patients need? Technology can help. I think you just gave us the perfect clip for a teaser right here. When you start throwing the billion word around, that's when uh, the attention goes right to it. That's really interesting. I, I, and I guess what what kind of when it comes to the analytics, what gaps or challenges still exist that you would like to see, uh, you know, kind of us to get past in the near future. Uh, I'll start with one of my favorite quotes with the head of analytics at a major um, uh, health system that we work closely with. And he said, we do the right things to our, you know, for our patients, but we do them randomly. And what he meant by that is, you know, uh, clinicians and health systems and ACOs all are committed to doing the best for their patients. The question is, are they able to identify all the patients who require that extra level of attention and give it to them? Or is the care they're delivering is kind of diffuse across the full uh, population? And today, if you look at the data and you look at patients, let's say, that have uh, adverse events or complications or uh, need certain labs or testing or screening, and you look at the likelihood of them needing it or the risk of them uh, having uh, that event uh, relative to the resources that's allocated to those patients, it's relatively flat, which says that in order to 
figure things out. We have to touch a lot of people and try to find our way through it. So um, AI can really do a lot of the legwork uh, behind the scenes and uh, try to address, for example, who are the patients who should be screened um, uh, by a certain test and how frequently that should happen. Doesn't mean that the clinician should do it, but can I surface to the top the 10 patients you look at and the two or three that you end up uh, proceeding with the testing? Who's likely to end up in the emergency room? Maybe we should call them and bring them in and uh, run uh, some periodic uh, checks on them um, in a way that could avoid that. You're not going to eliminate all these events, but what I call it is focusing on the patients who need the care versus patients who want the care. A lot of us, you know, tend to fall in the worried well category and we go to the doctor and um, uh, sometimes, um, you know, just as a safety check, but many don't. And many are percolating out there, uh, kind of progressing towards a bad outcome. And they go unnoticed because doctor's offices are answering the phone from people like you and me who call and go in to see them routinely. How can we bring these other patients in and make sure that they get the care they need before their condition deteriorates, gets more expensive, the outcome is bad for them, the cost is high for the system, and uh, the resources required, you know, human resources required to take care of them uh, are increasing at a rate that we can't meet today. That's where AI can help. What's what's next for you in, in the company that you're, you're really excited about? Well, I think there are a lot of myths about AI out there. People think it's either a silver bullet or something that's really bad that's going to, uh, you know, disadvantage uh, uh, patients and society. And I'm very optimistic about, um, you know, what we can do uh, to help dispel uh, these myths and bring reality to the table. We think if we had more modest expectations of what AI and machine learning can do for us, um, everybody's going to make enormous progress forward. So it's not about the models. It's not about um, uh, AI per se. It's how do we take AI and integrate it into the care pathways and the workflows that clinicians have in place today? How do we change the paradigm of um, um, you know, operating in the healthcare system with the assistance of these tools? So a lot of the resources that HDAI is spending and investing in today are less about the AI itself and more about how do I merge this information with everything else that clinicians are doing in a way to improve their workflows, their pathways, and ultimately the process by which they care uh, for patients. And succeeding with that and helping everybody transition to that is ultimately what's going to create and drive value. So it's not the model, it's not the, the tool itself, it's how you operationalize this tool and put it in the hands of you know, the various stakeholders in the healthcare process to make sure it serves the patients 
end to end. It's not just about the doctor. It's the patient. It's the nurse that takes your information. It's ultimately the care coordinator that's organizing what's going to happen next. It's the clinician. Uh, it's those that uh, are in a hospital caring for that patient during uh, and after they get discharged from the hospital. And how can we give them a thread of information that's consistent so everybody's taking the same actions and ultimately making a difference uh, for that patient. Well, I want to thank you once again for joining me on the podcast today. I can't wait to have you come back on again. Hopefully when I'm up in the Boston area, we can connect as well, but really appreciate you sharing your story, talking AI with us and a few other things and uh, wish you and, and the company all the best of luck. Thank you so much. Great being here with you today. Thank <laughs> you.